Let's rank the top five Sunbelt quarterbacks. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Thanks so much for continuing to support the channel. It is sincerely appreciated. Today's episode, <clears throat> excuse me, brought to you by Price Picks. Go to pricepicks.com slash lockdown college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, I'm sure this won't get any reaction whatsoever. And if you look at the standings and, you know, who you would have in your top five quarterbacks, there's about six that are on the high, higher level of uh, the league, of the conference. And then you go down to probably the Cam Fanchers after that and the Gunnar Watsons after that. Uh and then you get some of the younger guys. Probably Joey Aguilar is in that second second tier as well. Although he has played admirably uh, this season for App State. Uh, and then you have the younger guys, inexperienced guys, uh, that are just looking to break in. So uh, I kept it to five. Uh, and again, you kind of go down the standings. And, you know, who is where and what quarterbacks are you considering? So these were not in any order. Uh, the six that I was considering, all right? So say T.J. Finley, Jordan McLeod, Darren Granger, Davis Brin, Carter Bradley, and Grace McCall, all right? Those were the six guys. And I'm going to do it from five to one, and we're going to go from that, and we will tell you who I left out uh, afterwards uh, of the top five. But I'm going to start out with number five, and it's mostly because he's been playing well as of late. That may be unfair to some. Uh, but we're going to have South Alabama's Carter Bradley be number uh, five. It, he, <laughs> the last couple of ball games, although he didn't have a passing touchdown in the last game because they rushed him for so much. But the last two ball games, he has led the Jaguars to 110 points. He is fifth in let's see what it is it's not efficiency what do i got here in yards uh and then he has 11 touchdowns uh so far that ranks him sixth where is he in efficiency efficiency he's also uh fifth he, he threw a couple too many interceptions early on in the season uh maybe he has figured that out he's got a big ball game against the raging cajuns coming up on saturday but carter bradley is the fifth best quarterback right now that may change Right now in uh, the Sun Belt. Number four is Davis Brin. And the only thing, well, not the only thing, but uh, the major thing about keeping Davis not a little bit higher, because statistically, he leads the Sun Belt in passing. Technically, in total offense, he's number one. The problem is he's got way too many interceptions. And I know, as someone who's been following this, that he's got, you know, five in one game, plus one of the turnovers was a six turnover ball game. Uh, but he has, um, he's just turned it over way too much. 
I mean, he is technically not very high when it comes to efficiency because of the turnovers. He's got 11 interceptions, 11 interceptions leads the conference. Well, he's second in the conference with 14 touchdowns leads the conference in yards. And he's number one in total offense. Uh, Plus in a couple of big ball games, he's come up a little bit short. He's had some nice bounce back games, but he didn't do well against Wisconsin. uh, And then, uh, struggled against, I guess it was Coastal Carolina. Struggled against Coastal Carolina. Uh, well, no, and then he struggled against, um, it wasn't Coastal Carolina. It was, uh, hold on, I got to get it out. It was, um, it was JMU, you know, struggled against uh, JMU. So I got my, got my App State and my Georgia Southern wrong. So he struggled against uh, JMU. So Davis Brin, my fourth quarterback, in uh, the Sun Belt. All right, number three as my quarterback in the Sun Belt, I got Texas State's TJ Finley. Uh, as those of us here in the South have known, right, and kind of followed me, I, or I followed him, right, he started his career in uh, at LSU, then he went to the state of Alabama where he played for Auburn, and now he's in Texas State playing for uh, G.J. Kinney, and he has had a tremendous uh, turnaround. He only has three interceptions. Uh, one of them a little bit costly against occasions, 14 touchdowns. Uh, he has almost 2000 yards, uh, averaging over 275 yards a game. He has a huge ball game that could maybe lift him to the number one spot. Uh, if he has a big ball game against Troy, uh, at home in San Marcos, uh, it's a big spot for TJ Finley to go up against that Troy uh, defense. Been very good this season, and he, he's a redshirt sophomore. He actually has a couple of more years to go if he wants them, although I think he is married and maybe ready to move on from school. It has certainly been an interesting career for TJ Finley. So number three is TJ Finley. Number two is Jordan McLeod. Jordan is leading the Sun Belt with 15 touchdowns. Uh, He averages about 240 uh, yards in the air per game, uh, 65% completion percentage. He's having a phenomenal year. He's led JMU to a 25th ranking in the AP and the coaches poll. Uh, Rumors have it we're going to have uh, the Daily News record, Shane Metlinon later in the week to discuss the whole rigmarole. I believe that's the official term of JMU not qualifying for a, a, a New Year's Six Day bowl game or a bowl game for that fact of the matter, one that would have any consequence and, and not the Sunbelt Championship uh, either. But Jordan McLeod didn't even start the season. He didn't even win the job coming out of camp, and they haven't lost yet. They do have a couple of win and move on, right? He led them to a comeback. A victory over Virginia, come from a head victory, as I like to say. Uh, did not light up the scoreboard against Troy. Did what they had to do against Marshall. And so they've won in a couple of different ways. Let a big lead get away uh, against Utah State, but won that ball game as well. All right, so Jordan McLeod, the number two quarterback in the Sun Belt. And my number one Sun Belt quarterback so far this season, and again, it can change is Darren Granger. He is 
I think he's the best quarterback in uh, the conference. His total offense is right behind Bryn Davis, uh, 296 to 285. Uh, struggled in the second half against the Cajuns, but did enough. Led them to 20 points in the second quarter. Also got banged up. I'm, it would be interesting to find out why he didn't go into the game after he got banged up. And, you know, a couple possessions later. And then came back after halftime. I, I'm not sure why that is. But I got uh, I got Darren Granger. He could do it with his arm. He can do it with his legs. Uh, he is the number one quarterback in the Sun Belt. Please leave your comments on what, you know, you may think. Uh, uh, who I missed. Who I swung and missed on. You know, Zeon Chris, I get to watch him a lot. He's going to be the number one quarterback in the Sun Belt. <laughs> Give him a couple years, and he's going to be – he may be it next year. All right? He's not quite there yet. Uh, we want to see some more from Cam Fancher. Gunnar Watson's played pretty well this year. He really has. He's played really well. Enjoy Aguilar uh, as well. Uh, but those are my top five. Again, making sure I do this in order. Aaron Granger, Jordan McLeod, TJ Finley, Davis Brin, Carter Bradley. I did leave out Grayson McCall. And really good news that he appears to be okay, although doubtful for this week. Not in concussion protocol, so interesting on what is going on there. But uh, just too many interceptions for Grace McCall. All right. Same like Davis Brin, but too many interceptions. Grace McCall has thrown eight interceptions in his first three years. He's got six this season. Playing better as of late, right? Uh, had a big win over App State. Uh, and uh, Coastal survived over Arkansas State. Uh, but I got uh, Grace McCall just outside the top five. I would have him six. You know, you could even put Bradley and and uh, Grace McCall both at five. But I got Granger, McLeod, Finley, Bryn, and Bradley as your top five Sun Belt quarterbacks. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll start talking about these big matchups that are happening this weekend. You got some. You got at least three huge matchups in uh, the Sun Belt. It is time to tell you about. LinkedIn. These days, well, hold on. Oh, taking a 30. Oh, I got it right. I did it right. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering qualified hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt. Got that one right. Uh, your team every day. All right, let's check out some of these, <clears throat> excuse me, some of these uh, matchups coming up. And we have a huge one on Thursday night, right? Georgia State and Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern's five and two overall, two and one in the Sunbelt. Georgia State, six and one, three and one in the Sunbelt. Uh, and again, I can't tell you, I do have to apologize, by the way. Uh, because I think in yesterday's episode, I mentioned that, you know, I did say Gavin Pringle made a great play. I did not realize how great a play it was, the Georgia State cornerback. 
kind of hammered on my post-game rage show that Zion Chris made a bad throw. Uh, he had a wide open Peter LeBlanc, and it was it was all on Zion Chris. No. Gavin Pringle made a spectacular play. If you look at it from the TV point of view, you can't see it. It looks like he's throwing it to nobody. Well, Gavin Pringle was covering Neil Johnson in the front of the end zone, and he peeled off Neil Johnson. He was looking at Zeon Chris kind of staring down Peter LeBlanc, and he peeled off his man and made a great catch. Otherwise, it's in Peter LeBlanc's hands. So Georgia State, instead of blowing a 20-point lead, comes away with a victory, uh, a lot due to Gavin Pringle making a spectacular play. Now, you do have a nice little matchup between two of the five top Sunbelt quarterbacks, according to me. Uh, Darren Granger <clears throat> in the air. Uh, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions against Davis Brin. 14 touchdowns, but 11 interceptions, and almost half of those are in one ballgame. Uh, I, I get it. All right, you do have Marcus Carroll, who did pretty well in the first half against the Cajuns, but not so much in the second half. Uh, he's got 10 touchdowns uh, on the ground. And just checking out the, you know, statistical matchup, Georgia Southern, about 450 yards to Georgia State's 410. Georgia Southern's defense is actually a little bit better. 373 to 394. Interesting. Georgia State rushes the ball a little bit better. That's probably because of Darren Granger. It has a, you know, add him in with Marcus Carroll. It's 177 yards to uh, 130. But, of course, uh, Davis Brin, 318 yards passing a game or so. Uh, 233 yards passing uh, for Georgia State on average. All right. Uh, it's going to be a great matchup. It is on ESPN2. Uh, and, you know, don't think for a second that they won't be talking about the JMU situation, right? Because they'll all say, well, Georgia State and Georgia Southern are looking to get in contention, but they really only need to finish in second place because JMU is not eligible. So I'm sure we'll hear about that throughout the ballgame. All right. Because you do have South Alabama taking on the Cajuns. And what uh, Raging Cajuns Hall of Famer Dan McDonald pointed out as disappointing as that Cajuns loss was to Texas or to uh, Georgia State, it doesn't really matter. I don't know if I buy that. But in terms of winning the West, it doesn't. The Cajuns are one and two. They still have to, and they got to win over Texas State. They still have to go on the road to beat South Alabama and Troy. So it doesn't even matter if you beat Texas State or if you, I get it. If you beat Georgia State, uh, you still have to do that. So, of course, you'd be one game closer to a bowl game uh, if you had one and not as quite as much pressure on you moving forward. South Alabama, uh, not a kind of a mini buy, right? They played Southern Miss a couple of weeks, uh, not a couple of weeks ago, but uh, on Tuesday last week, uh, they are coming into their own. All right. LaDainian Webb, let's see if he's still. Is he still leading the Sun Belt in rushing touchdowns after this weekend? Let's see here. He is. So LaDainian Webb is still leading uh, the uh, Sun Belt in rushing touchdowns. Colin Lacey leads in uh, catches. He's like second in the nation in yards behind Malik Neighbors at LSU. Uh, this is going to be a tough ball game for the Rage of Cajuns. The line is 10. We'll see. All right, if South Alabama is for real, that they finally put it together. The last two games are impressive. Uh, no matter how good you are 
or how bad the competition may be at the time. And the Cajuns got uh, apparently ULM and Southern Miss at the right time. You know, you score on nine to 10 possessions. That's impressive. And at one point in time, so it was like 18 out of 20. And I think at one point in time, they had scored touchdowns on like 13 out of 15 possessions. It was, it was insane, right? They scored. T- so it was nine out of 10 and set. I don't, I don't know, but it was something along those lines. So they've been incredibly efficient uh, and oddly enough, not really explosive. They were not, they were kind of methodical going down the field. They did not hit a big play. As I said, they were all rushing touchdowns uh, for, for them against Southern Miss. So there was not a huge play to Colin Lacey. Made a lot of plays. He had over 100 yards, but it wasn't, you know, they didn't hit him for like a big 40-yard gain or anything like that. Uh, but it was it was kind of methodical. And, and Carter Bradley and company feel like they kind of started to hit their groove. So it's going to be a tough ball game. Cajuns are going to have to get back to their explosive ways. All right. Uh, South Alabama is susceptible. Young secondary. Some of these guys, you know, Tulane had them wide open. Southeastern had wide open. Um, Central Michigan had wide receivers wide open. So we'll see if they've cleaned that up. But, you know, so there is a possibility not a possibility. There is, you know, a chance. And the rivalry between these two teams uh, is a good one. Last year, South Alabama had a 10-win season, came into Cajun Field for the first time and beat them, and it had to be on a field goal. And then the year before, when the Cajuns were 13-1, and South Alabama missed a field goal. Could have had that. And they maybe somewhere in there, like Jake Bentley miss a... Uh, Jake Bentley missed a touchdown in there somewhere to a wide open tight end, something along those lines. I could be confusing my games. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, there's always been a good rivalry. And if somehow the Cajuns can, can get a turnover or two, think they may be able to keep this one close. Or they're just going to have to put up some points on the board. You know, that Mike Desmo is going to have to go for it when maybe he doesn't want to go for it. If somehow they can slow down Carter Bradley, LaDainian Webb, and call in a Lacey. Okay, let's take a timeout. We'll do a little bit more when we come back. We still got one huge matchup in the West, at least Texas State and Troy. When we come back, let me tell you about Price Picks. Price Picks is a skill-based, real money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they will go more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. At Price Picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. Price Picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks offers a recently improved deposit and withdrawal experience, including the option to use Apple Pay for quick deposits into your account. For example, if you had Jordan Addison and say the number was 75 yards, you would have won money last night. That easy. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match of up to $100. Price picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. 
All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, one more big matchup. We got a couple of interesting matchups, I guess, in the uh, this week. But you got Texas State and Troy really setting the stage for the West. I mean, is it going to be like a round robin or does Troy take control? So I think right now Troy is the best team in the West uh, based on their defense. And Gunnar Watson and Kamani Vidal do enough offensively to get them by. But it's really been their defense that started out very slowly this year but has come on as of late or certainly in the last month. Texas State is hosting this ball game. They've had a week off. They had two really heart-wrenching ball games. They uh, lost one against the Cajuns, pulled one out against ULM. They're going to have to play much better than that. They're going to have to play like they did against the Cajuns outside of the last five minutes of the ball game. They certainly can't play like the way they did against ULM uh, for the first 40, for the first, you know, what would have been uh, 52 minutes of the game. So we'll see if TJ Finley and company can you know, take down the defending Sunbelt champs. And this is, hopefully it'll be a big crowd. Uh, it's a 6 p.m. game. It is on ESPN Plus, so it's not readily available on TV. Uh, but that is, uh, that should be a big matchup. Troy is favored by five and a half. That's not a bad line. That's not a bad line if you like Texas State because they may win that ball game. Uh, other matchups, you have a big one. James Madison, Old Dominion. Forget about finishing second. Old Dominion wins this ball game, and they're gonna ahead. They'll be ahead of James Madison. They'll be tied atop the division, and with the tiebreaker, Old Dominion is in the top spot. Forget about finishing second. Coastal Carolina hosting Marshall. <coughs> Tim Beck did say that Grace McCall is doubtful for this week, but is not in concussion protocol. Uh, good to hear that he is out. Uh, you know, came back on Sunday, spent the night in Jonesboro. Under, <clears throat> under medical supervision, and good to know that he is back safe in Conway. We'll see if Marshall can turn things around. It just has not been Marshall season. We'll we'll see if uh, Rasheen Ali is back in uh, in action. You got Monroe taking on Arkansas State. Monroe looking for their first win in the Sun Belt. Arkansas State seems to be improved, uh, but you know a loss and they're three and five, one and three in the Sun Belt. Just hasn't gone. Sean Clark's. And App State's way this year. They're three and four, one and two in the Sun Belt, hosting Southern Miss. Will Hall has given up offensive coordinator duties, although he's given it to a couple of different guys. Uh, Southern Miss, one and six. They are also winless in the Sun Belt. They are 0 and four. It should be a fantastic week uh, eight in the Sun Belt, or uh, is it week eight? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Did I get that wrong in the graphic? Let me see. No, I'm right. Week eight. So it should be a fantastic week eight. Uh, Looking forward to it. The plan is to go to Mobile, uh, my old stomping grounds, and check out South Alabama hosting uh, the Cajuns. We shall see uh, those, uh, as they say, those plans are fluid. Uh, I am your host, Dave Schultz. Thanks again for tuning in to Lockdown Sunbelt. Please continue to tell people about subscribing to the YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, I'm happy to answer them. I'm sure the top five quarterback rankings won't get any reaction whatsoever. Uh, Also, don't forget about the audio portion of the show. Wherever you get your audio podcasts, you can search Locked on Sunbelt. And the most popular ones seem to be Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're doing it under Apple, please rate and review. All right. 
The plan is for tomorrow's episode, Shane Metlin from the Daily News and Record talking JMU, mostly football, but we'll ask him, JMU, preseason picks for the Sunbelt basketball title. Uh, again, I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Thank you so much for watching Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.